This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati every Tuesday during the offseason because it started a week early for the Cincinnati Bengals. Mike Santagata, Bengals underscore Sands, he's going to break it down. You're going to send him a few prospects, and I know people on social media actually already did that, so I'm going to have you dive right in. Who are you watching, and who's going to be on this roster in 2023? I'm watching, like, all the running backs right now. I just I want to get a feel for the entire class. I don't know. When I start watching, guys, I start going into, like, I just watch, like, a position, and I just kind of, like, go through everybody there. I did that last year with a few different guys. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The running backs are cool. Um, the number one guy, and I think the one that's going to be the most controversial to discuss is B. John Robinson from Texas. I, I think he's awesome. He's a five-star recruit. You know, he's kind of labeled as the best running back since Barkley, but I also think that's a little bit of like, well, who's his competition? <laughs> like, Najee Harris <laughs> uh, uh, so like Najee's a fine prospect but yeah I, I don't think there's been another part level guy but he's awesome what's surprising to me is a lot of times you get these five star he knows he's a stud running backs and then it's like okay but like how's the dirty work how's the pass protection that's the thing that's gonna matter here you know like he's good I was surprised. It was like almost a little bit shocking that he's able to scan across the to the opposite side, find rushers over there. He holds up well. He has, seems to have pretty solid technique when he does everything. They've got a better pass protector in Roshan Johnson, um, which we could probably discuss him at some point. But uh, Bijan, for being such a good runner, and I'll get into that in a minute. But yeah, this is the thing that shocked me was oh, this guy could actually pass protect because I think that's a huge thing for if you're going to draft a first round running back, you don't want them to have to be a liability on third down or to have to come off the field on third down. And he shouldn't. I think he would be a workhorse three down back. He's got good size, I believe. Checks. I wonder 20 pounds, which is pretty big see what uh texas has him listed at of course we're going to get all the combine and pro day and all those other numbers eventually so it's taking a second to load he feels like 222 222 so he feels like uh you know obviously the uh, the twitter social media reaction is he's no longer a sleeper 
a lot of people are paying attention to him. But you mentioned first round, and I think that scares a lot of people when it comes to the draft and running yeah. backs in the first round. But I also feel with the Cincinnati Bengals at 28, it is best player available right now, obviously outside of the quarterback position. And, um, you know, I, I'm even open to wide receivers, but even though this draft class doesn't feel like it's it's really heavy on the Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson's in the first round, that you're really not going to see, see by the time the Bengals pick or, or any wide receiver in the first round. So with a running back, you would feel comfortable with this team taking him at 28. I think so. I mean, it depends on who's there, but I gave him a first round grade. I didn't give him the top five Jamar Chase type grade because I I think some people have tried to compare him to Adrian Peterson and Saquon Barkley and things, but I don't think he's the elite level top end speed athlete of those guys. I think that's the one thing that's a little bit lacking. Might be a little bit more Willis McGahey than he is Adrian Peterson, but I think he's really, really good. So if he is the best option, like if you don't like Dewan Jones from Ohio State, and I haven't watched him, I just know he's a big guy, and people have tried to say, pick him. But like you don't like him, and your Darnell Wright is gone, and you don't like the corner. Like, if you don't like some of the guys that are there, there's nothing wrong with taking uh Bijan Robinson at 28 just because you get the fifth year option. He's a little bit cheap. He's cap controlled for the next five years. It lets you save in the running back room because I assume you probably don't keep anybody else that costs money in that room. Um, so I, I'm not fully against it. He's got good vision. Sometimes he does a little bit too much with it. I think he's, he's, it passes up like, good opportunities looking for the great opportunity but it's because he's seeing it really well he thinks this should happen he sets up his blocks really well um he's got a good jump cut he runs finishes his runs uh he can make guys miss he he's a different mover uh when it comes to short area and stop start i think that's the one thing it's like he's got such good burst and he can also decelerate really well so there's a lot to love about him as a running back and he can catch the ball and he can pass protect so the Three down back, <clears throat> pretty much checks every box. The only reason I think that you probably wouldn't want to take him like the top 15 picks is because he doesn't have that Saquon Barkley different level athleticism, give him an inch and he can take it to the house type thing. He's more so give him an inch and you'll get like 15 yards. <laughs> so I don't know. I love him. I think he's really good. I think he is probably the best running back prospect since Barkley, but like I mentioned, that might say a little bit more about who those guys have been. You could talk about Jonathan Taylor just because of who he became, but Jonathan Taylor was a third running back taken in that draft. So I don't know if he was the same prospect coming out, but yeah, I like him a lot. I think the debate is, is it worth in the first round? Um, even though he can play all three downs, there's still the case of the running back doesn't matter as much as the offensive line for the running game. And can he contribute enough as a pass catcher? I don't know. Uh, but I find I find myself on the end of it's not a bad pick to take him at 28. I think you're taking somebody at surplus value. If he is certainly the best player available, which is very likely if he's there, uh, pick 28. A lot of time that's not that's not the best spot. Uh, so uh, yeah, if if it comes down to it and you're looking at him and you don't like the guys that are around him, tight ends. <clears throat> uh offensive linemen defensive linemen yeah why not just take the guy that is clearly i think the thing is that his floor seems to be like 
a very good running back. I think you just take like a safe. I don't think the Colts regret taking Quentin Nelson, even if it was a position that wasn't that valuable. They got an all pro guard and a guy that contributed immediately as a rookie. Let me ask you this. And obviously he is not a draft prospect, but you mentioned Barkley. I'm going to play a scenario game because paying running backs is very questionable. Obviously Cincinnati's in a situation to be determined on what they do with Joe Mixon. We've had this conversation as soon as the season ended, when it comes to his contract, will they restructure? Will they move on after June 1st and, and save quite a few uh, millions of dollars when it comes to Joe Mixon, and the running back position. If, you could in this scenario say you don't go running back in the first round. We'll get to more draft prospects in just a moment. And Barkley was nine to 10 million for a one-year deal. Would you do it? <sighs> um, Barkley's nine to 10 million on a one-year deal. Probably. I'd probably do that. <laughs> I mean, you have the room. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. And he's awesome. The only thing is he doesn't pass protect. Like that's, I think the thing about him is he, he won't pass protect well. So you either have to get him out on the route or you got to keep like P Ryan in there just in case. Mm -hmm. But I do think that something this offense really lacked throughout the year was explosive plays and not just in the passing game, but in the running game, they didn't create very many explosive plays in the running game. And there's more than one reason for that, but I do think, Part of it is both the running backs and some of this was Mixon's injury were a little bit slower. So why not add a little bit of juice to that room? And whether that would be Barkley on a nine, one I year. Mean, I don't think so. Probably not. I don't think, I don't think Barkley wants to sign for that. And I also don't think uh, that Barkley is leaving New York. I think they're going to pay him. Or is it Bijan Robinson at the end of round one, which I also don't think is that likely. I do think a team's going to fall in love and take him, but if he's there, I think it's a reasonable pick. He is a certainly a first-round prospect. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I mean, you need someone who's going to produce right away. They had this luxury a little bit with Dax Hill last year because you drafted him for a reason that he was more than likely going to be a Jesse Bates replacement and they were able to do that in the front first round cam taylor Britt had to step up a little sooner than than we thought in his rookie year uh but i feel like that's going to work out for cincinnati uh when it comes to how they drafted last year this year i say best player available who can be on the field who can produce right away and i love an offensive weapon is there any other running backs that you would say yes take a 28 or maybe they are a late second rounder nobody else at 28 um but i've got two guys mainly one uh so i mean the obvious one I think when you look at all the draft boards and stuff is if Jameer Gibbs is available in the second round, late second round, I think that's a good pick. He gets come to Alvin Kamara a lot and I don't, he's a great receiver. I don't see it as much because Kamara, I think had some of the best, has some of the best balance and just like guys hit him and somehow he stays upright type thing. I don't think Gibbs has that. To me, he's – and also Kamara can run between the tackles really well, and he's about 215 pounds. Uh, Gibbs is like 200 or so. It reminds me more of like a 
he's not as fast, but like a CJ Spiller. Uh, and that's both in awesome receiver can return a little bit. And also I think he's better in the open field than he is in tight quarters. So I, I think there's a little bit there with Gibbs that will turn the Bengals off a tiny bit. And what I mean there is he doesn't hold up that great in pass protection. He tries and he knows what he's doing. He's just like 200 pounds. So guys can run him over sometimes. Uh, And they're not going to love that. I assume because they don't love that Mixon can't do it, but he is an electric athlete, a good runner. And if he gets into the open field, he's awesome at setting up his blocks and running in the open field like that. So that's a, that's a guy, if he's late second round, I think that would be somebody the Bengals should look at, but it gives, they'll probably pause a tiny bit about the size and about the pass protection. All right. Well, we'll see what happens in the first or late to second round. I know you're going to get a lot of questions on other positions, but I feel like it's going to be offensive line heavy. And you don't have to really go into detail, not even in the first round, but just offensive line heavy because people are like, you need to add to the line. I still do not trust this team when it comes to drafting offensive linemen. I just, I don't feel good about it. I'd love to be proven wrong. But the thing is the future of the left tackle position is something we have to start thinking about. They don't even have the right tackle position secured right now. Lyle Collins to be determined, and I don't feel great about it. Um, him coming off of this ACL injury, it was Christmas Eve weekend, so it's going to be a pretty quick turnaround by the time training camp gets here for an offensive lineman. But at the same time, you have to think about the future because it does feel like Jonah Williams is going to be playing for one more season at left tackle for this position. So without really getting into a lot of player positions because you're going to be breaking all of that down when it's tied in, offensive side of the ball, we'll flip to the defensive side of the ball because I still think that's extremely important when you think of this defensive line. You've got to get to the quarterback. We've talked about it before on the AFC North, on the other side of the ball. There's some terrifying guys that Joe Burrow has to face in this division. And it would be really awesome if the Bengals could add a few more guys on their D-line too. But if you were to look at the offensive line position right now, and this team is drafting late in the first, second round, it's a good part about being when you're when you're a good team uh, in the NFL, you're going to be drafting late. And I'd like to keep it that way. But do you feel good about any prospects when it comes to O-line drafting in the first or second or third round? I don't have too much of a feel. I watched a little bit of Broderick Jones because I watched Kenny McIntosh and I am not a Kenny McIntosh truther. I think he's Danny Woodhead without pass protection as a running back, but uh, Broderick Jones is very strong. I think the games move moves a little bit fast for him because he seems to slow himself down a little bit. And, uh, but he's really strong. I don't think he has a great kick just yet which I don't think a lot of these guys do when I watch like a senior bowl thing. Uh, everybody's hyping up these like Dewan Jones clips and he's, I, I, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if that holds up in the NFL. <laughs> you put a wide nine Josh sweat over there, or TJ Watt. I'm not sure if he holds up the same way as he does with a tight uh, guy that's going to go in the sixth round, but yeah, I, I liked Broderick Jones. I can see the vision. He's a left tackle. Um, Maybe you want a right tackle. Darnell Wright seems to be interesting at right tackle. The guy I think is going to go much higher than is anticipated. And I think it'll scare some people because it's going to sound a little bit like somebody that they've drafted before in the late first round. But Jalen Duncan from Maryland has a different level of foot speed than everybody else. And he's got a good kick slide already hands not fully there and he doesn't hold up to power um so i don't even know if you want to play him year one which is why you have jonah williams he's a left tackle but 
there is something about the way he mo- he's going to blow up the combine. Yeah, I think he's going to be the best ta- the best tester on offensive tackle, and uh, the, just the when I I've only seen a few clips, but the way he can get out to his spot, he can get his like two kicks in before the defender gets two steps in, and that's really key to being able to pass protect like that. I think some with the Bengals, I really think you have to be able to pass protect it. Run blocking's good. It's fine. Um, but with the Bengals, I really think you have to pass protect because they like to go five-man protections. They like to go empty, and they like to throw the ball. You got to protect the quarterback. So sometimes seeing all these highlights of these guys run blocking, and I'm just so like, that's great. Maybe for a different team <laughs> if they can't pass protect because it's just so important when you have the franchise quarterback and the run game it's there and you want to have a good run game, but that's secondary. I think to the Bengals ask a lot out of their offensive tackles. It's, I think that's why some of the guys they have have bad stats and stuff because they're just, they have a hard job. So I don't know. I think Broderick Jones, I can see the vision. Uh, Darnell Wright, I can see the vision and Jalen Duncan. I can see the vision and I think it'll upset people that you probably take him at 28. You don't take him where the mock drafts are currently having him going like the third or fourth round. I'm like, guys, this guy's going to run like a four, seven, four, eight, 40. He moves different. He just, he's so quick, but he, he's not strong right now. So he has to be able to anchor him and do all that type of stuff better. But yeah, I saw Duke Mannyweather also say that guy's going in the first round. And I was just like, yeah, I I mean, I don't understand the fourth round PFF mock simulator thing. Well, well, I mean, the biggest thing is if you are paying your core, you've got, you need to develop your offensive line in the draft. You need to take advantage of those contracts and what those would look like when you're paying your other superstars on offense. And I think it's extremely important to look at the outlook of Jonah Williams. Look, he's going to be the left tackle next year. I feel very confident in saying that when you pick up the fifth year option. But other than that, you know, nothing is certain when it comes to Jonah Williams and what his future looks like. And I don't know, unless he has a crazy year, that they're going to pull out a multi-year contract for Jonah Williams in the future. I think it's one more year in Cincinnati and to be determined on what it looks like after that. So you have to be thinking about the future because this O-line isn't secured yet. And uh, we'll really get to see what that looks like when it's musical chairs at a training camp in July with Frank Pollock. But we'll move on the coaching carousel. Luana Rumo, Brian Callahan, Dan Pitcher, what that really looks like for the Cincinnati Bengals. Coaching staff on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.